Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Luke, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. So I am Luke, uh, I live in Nottingham, and I am the Lamley Chef uh, on Instagram, uh, and less notably TikTok, but more Instagram. And Luke's Instagram is amazing. So if you haven't already had a look, it'll be in the show notes and you need to look at it right now. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. But uh, yes, very, very busy season at the moment, Christmas. So doing my utmost to make the most of all that Christmas content and all those favourite you know, Christmas films and what have you. So uh, yeah, but no, thank you. How about some food questions? Let's get into it. Let's do it. My favourite topic to talk about. I can talk about food anytime. So let's do it. Okay, so what did you have for supper last night? Okay, so last night I was making um, the pie that I posted a preview of on my page tonight. So I thought, which was very involved. In fact, I started it and then thought, hmm, this is going to need two hours in the oven. It's going to need half an hour prep. And then I also need to let it cool for four hours. So I need something quick. So I made like a uh, sausage party um, pasta dish. Um, my go-to for anything quick is pasta. So I made an onduja chorizo sausage meat uh silly with my favorite cheese which i'll talk about more mascarpone we we all need more mascarpone in our life um Agreed. with uh tin tomatoes and pepper and loads of garlic so yeah that was that was dinner last night that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah do you know what i always think there's certain things that i always have to have in my fridge and one of them is chorizo because it keeps yeah. forever um and there's so much you can do with it you know grate it put it in meatballs chop it up put it in pasta put it on a pizza whatever um i always have mascarpone in the fridge because it's my favorite thing in the world i can whip it up and put it in a cake or i can put it in pasta or i can put blobs of it on top of the pasta and grill it i absolutely adore the store uh, so yeah, that was that was dinner last night, and I also had it for lunch today actually because I always make too much dinner. <laughs> There's always some left over for the next day. <laughs> That's a win, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Okay, so what was your favourite kind of food while you were growing up? So there's a bit of a theme here, but my favorite food growing up was uh, pasta. Uh, but when I say pasta, there was a specific pasta my mum used to make. And I'm going to have to put it on my page, actually. Um, but the it was it was always with tagliatelle pasta mm-hmm. and it was uh, green pesto with double cream um, and mushrooms, bacon, sometimes chicken. Um, it had parmesan in it as well. So my mum told me to put the parmesan at the same time as the um, the cream. So the cream doesn't just turn to thin liquids it hits the heat. Um, and that's just turned over. And I just used to eat mountains of that. And every time mum said, what do you want for dinner? I'd always say, uh, oh, let's have pasta pesto is what I used to call it. And um, I could just eat that every night. So, uh, yeah, that was my favourite food growing up. That sounds fantastic. I'm also a pasta fan, so I, I fully support that. <laughs> yeah, anything beige. Talked about beige food. Beige food, talked about it every day. It's my religion. So, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so what is your current favourite kind of food? So, 
I am really into at the moment um, sort of Mexican fusion food. Um, I bought a cookbook last Christmas when I first started my page. I was looking for some extra inspo and I bought Rick Stein's Mexican cookbook as just a kind of a, it was very good actually. I'd highly recommend it. And it, um, it just got me kind of inspired on the certain types of flavors and ingredients I want to have in the house. So it introduced me to Chipotle paste, which I'd never bought before. Mm. And now my spice cupboard always has a jar of Chipotle paste. Um, and, you know, using things like mixing the smoked paprika, cumin was something I'd never used outside of Indian cooking as well. You know, introducing that into it. And, from that cookbook, I have um, done things, not necessarily from the cookbook, but that I've been inspired. So like I made a Mexican-inspired lasagna a few months ago, which was Ooh. pulled pork in spicy salsa with um, a cheesy sauce with jalapenos in it. Very much like that um, dipping sauce you get for nachos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. On top with the jalapenos in and then like melted mozzarella on top. And it was just a dream. Mm-hmm. And then it also taught me how to make my own fresh guac, which is I think everybody I should know how to do that. Yeah. yeah, we always make um, fresh guac at home. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because it's just so much better. It's so much better than the bought stuff. It completely, completely is. And it's so easy. Every day I have, generally speaking, a slice of sourdough, which... Sometimes I made myself, sometimes I haven't. My sourdough doesn't, my sourdough starter hates me at the moment. So we're, my, me and my sourdough starter are on a break <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I have to store by it sometimes. And then fresh guac, loads of jalapenos in, loads of coriander, lime juice, oh, uh, yeah. poached egg. Absolutely. Yeah, amazing. Well, yeah. you might be on a break with your sourdough starter, but I accidentally killed mine. So. Oh no, RIP, what was it called? <laughs> Oh, what was it? Oh, it's called Sydney. Sydney, the sourdough starter. Sydney? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, mine, I'll show you mine. Although we're not talking, <laughs> I will show mine on screen. Um, I am feeding it twice a day at the moment, but this is the very, very inspiringly named uh, oop, Gloopy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I love that. quite a creative person. Yeah, that is not very creative. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, we are on a break at the moment. It, it hates me. I've had some of the most flattest, most you know, embarrassing bread that's come out of the oven, and I don't quite know what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, I'll get it back. Yeah, well, at least yours is still alive, so you should be that proud is true. that you've kept it alive. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, very true. Although uh, it may be dead, I've no idea. Maybe that's the problem. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's not. Um, okay. <laughs> What is your current favourite place or restaurant to eat at? Okay, so this is two, and one is my local plug, so I'm going to leave that till the end. Um, But my favourite place to eat is I love, love, love curry. So me and my partner, whenever we, um, you know, let's eat out or what have you, we always go to this curry house um, in this place called Lenton in Nottingham, which is right near the university, which isn't that close to me, actually. It's probably about 20, 25 minutes drive. Mm. But it's this tiny little restaurant called Taste of India. And it is so cheap um, that, uh, but at the same time, the food is just so nice. They do the most amazing chicken and paneer. Um, I think it's like a, a Buna or something. And it, it's just amazing. I absolutely love it. So, uh, so yeah. 
that is worth the trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about Paneer any time of the day. Always. Totally underrated. It really is. We should talk. We should talk about some of these cheeses that people I just don't see enough of. Paneer being one of them, 100%. Yeah. And then, like I say, mascarpone, I won't start talking about that because I'll be <laughs> here for the full time. But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that, that crew is amazing. And like I say, what I love about that place is it is really cheap and people often write off, you know, these, these small, cheap Indian restaurants, but I love it. I, you know, I've, I've had, I've paid three times what they charge for a meal in other places. It's still not yeah. that. Um, plus, you know, you can't beat being in a curry house, the proper pint of beer like Kingfisher or something. You Absolutely. Know, you, you have to have beer with curry. It's like a rule or something. But yeah, that that's my favourite place. It's, it's really nice. It feels very authentic and I've never had a bad meal there. So yeah, I love it. Well, thank you for the recommendation. I'm so going there next year. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what kind of food did you used to dislike and now you do like? Yeah, and this is this is a really interesting question, actually, because this one is a total U-turn. This is a vegetable that I just could not stand. I could not eat when I was younger, even in my early 20s, late 20s even, you know, till fairly recently, actually, I just could not eat cauliflower. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it it gave me the texture of if you were to eat a brain, that is what <laughs> that is what the cauliflower texture is a brain, and I just it just I didn't like the flavour of it. I couldn't stand the texture. I just could not. Uh, but I should have. But then at the same time, um, I'd say over the last year, year and a half. I have started to incorporate cauliflower into our diet more because we try and eat meat-free once, twice a week. Yeah. Um, and cauliflower is such an amazing alternative to meat. So I've made, uh, coming back to paneer, I've made a cauliflower and paneer uh, curry with cashews and saffron. Um, amazing. But the other week, I think I put as a reel, I made some um, battered cauliflower with like um, a teriyaki sauce. What I loved about that one is that deep fried, you know, the batter was mixed onto the cauliflower and then baked. Um, still not mm. healthy, healthy, but certainly better than frying. Um, but the texture, it, you, you still get that kind of meaty, kind of chunky texture. And um, I, have, I have really grown to love cauliflower, actually. So, yeah, that is 100 uh, what a food I dislike and now I love. Well, that's interesting. I still don't like cauliflower, um, but there is still time. Um. I, yeah, maybe you just need to find a restaurant that cooks it in a way that you like. I'm on my list of things to do an ever-growing list i do want to get ahead of cauliflower yeah. and slice it and do steaks but really oh, marinate yeah. it in like soy or teriyaki and then batter it or fry it or griddle it or something so yeah that's that's the next on my list okay so what is your current favorite vegetable so it's not really a current favorite vegetable but it is a vegetable that I actually get anxiety about running out of this vegetable in my house. Okay, yeah. Um, and that is the humble brown onion. Um, yeah. Because name me a recipe that doesn't include an onion in some, <laughs> in some <True>. guys. <laughs> True. Um, you really miss it if you don't have it. And um, I love its versatility. I love um, the different ways you can put it and fry it. Love a beer battered onion ring. You know, I got a deep fat fry nice. for my birthday recently and I just love a proper onion ring. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's one of those, I think it's very unappreciated actually because 
like I say, there's so many recipes that rely on it. It's the first thing you put in your pan yeah. with oil. Um, yeah, you know, we we don't talk about it enough. You know, no. I know it makes us cry and all that, but yeah, that, that that's uh, that would be mine. Amazing, I completely agree. Um, I'm very impressed you got a fryer. Um, I can't <laughs> get one because I know that I will fry everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm very conscious of uh, not getting it out every night. It's very much a treat. So, so I've made tempting. onion rings. I've made chips. Um, I am going to make like beignets. So like a, a oh, yeah. deep south type uh, American donut that I want to make. So yeah, but I am conscious it's there, but it's it's going to be a treat night rather than here it is. Let's use it every single night of the week because I frankly fill up this entire frame. So uh, yeah. <laughs> okay so in your opinion what is the most overrated food okay overrated food i'm like i said hate for this but um (laughs) i really can't stand quinoa (laughs) um yeah and maybe it stems from when i went out in this really fancy restaurant with my best friend in london and um it was like a cafeteria style restaurant with a bar and we were choosing dinner and i pointed and i said oh can i have some quinoa (laughs) <laughs> and the, the the guy serving just kind of went do you mean quinoa and I went yeah <laughs> <That's just> like, <laughs> uh, but at the same time I really don't like it I've never been able to cook it properly um when I have cooked it it's tasted like frog spawn and um yeah it's maybe maybe I'm not cooking it properly but um yeah I'm really not into it at all um, and the people rave about it you know oh, quinoa, quinoa, but it's, yeah, it's not for me Fair enough. I mean, I say quinoa as well. So, <laughs> well, apparently, I, according to that snooty server in in London, we're both wrong. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I think that it's better to say it because we're in the minority, and then we actually know we're right. So, I'll I'll go with that. Thankfully, I don't ever plan on ordering it ever again. So it's 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 not it's not a problem I'm likely to that. have. But um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what do you think is an underrated food? Okay, so I've spoken about this already, but 100% mascarpone cheese. Um, So many of my recipes that I have put on my page have it as a real core component. I really do prefer it to using, when you're making a pasta with like tomato um, or even, uh, so I've made it in pasta, like tomato pastas. I've used it as well in um, like cognac um, sauce with um, pork medallions as well. Mm. I just find I get a better consistency with it than using double cream. What I find is when I add double cream to the heat, and arguably I should turn the heat down, whatever, but I don't have time for that. But um, <laughs> if I add a tablespoon of mascarpone to a hot pan, it just slowly breaks down. You keep a thickness. It's got a gorgeous subtle sweetness to it but not enough that it will go against the the savory kind of dish you're trying to achieve and I just love the color it adds as well so like last night um, I added it to that pasta because I added a green chili it had the indusia in in the sauce yeah just added that that cool creaminess I only had to use a tablespoon it's not a lot but it just it completely changes the dish I love it as well on a four cheese pizza so I've got an uni pizza oven I make four cheese pizza. I just love those four little blobs I put on. And again, that creamy sweetness you get from it. Um, so yeah, look, I could talk about it all day, but definitely underrated. Everyone should have some in the fridge, stick it in pasta, um, 100 at least. So yeah. Yes, I, I completely agree. 
I also think that it's amazing. And if you put it on pizza that's already super spicy, especially with endure and stuff like that. Yeah. And with chili honey, that is a game changer. I agree 100%. So, yeah, I, I just love it. And like I say, when I've had some leftover as well, I've made a cake or what have you, and just simply whipping it up with some icing sugar um, and making a yeah. you know, cream cheese frosting. Actually nicer than Philadelphia. Philadelphia often just tastes like Philadelphia, whereas actually the mascarpone, it's much more adaptive. It's, it's much, yeah, creamier, smoother. So, yeah, very versatile. Okay, so who is your current favourite chef? So... My current, I've got, I've got a current and I've got kind of an old time. Yeah. My, my current favourite chef is a lady called um, Asma Khan. Yeah. And she runs the, I think it's the mm, Bombay Express, I think in London. And I saw her on Saturday Morning Kitchen, God, two years ago, maybe a year ago. And I bought her cookbook and I just love it. It really lets you kind of, I felt like when I was reading it, I was kind of being let in on the secret of how to make really nice, authentic Indian cuisine. Um, I've made her saffron um, chicken thigh korma like three times. So good. So good. Um, There's also things like uh, onion, cauliflower, bhajis, or the great use of cauliflower. Um, and how to make um, your own garam masala as well, which I loved. Oh, I need so, to yeah. know that. I need to know that. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I really want to go to her restaurant next time in London because I believe it is run by women, as in all the chefs, the women, yeah. etc. And I just love the idea of that. But also I would just love to eat the food that she talks about in her book. So, um, so yeah, that would be my favourite chef at the moment. That is a great recommendation. I always, there are so many chefs. That's why I love this question because I have to say current favourite because mine flips at least once a week. So, and I'm now intrigued. What's your all-time favourite chef? (laughs) So my all-time favourite is Lorraine Pascal. Um, So she she actually no longer, I think she does the, the odd bit but she is more kind of talking about mindfulness, mental health, Mm. which actually is something that's also very, very important to me as well. Um, But the the first proper cookbook I ever bought as an adult um, was Baking Made Easy um, by Lorraine Pascal. Very popular book, probably around, I don't know, 2012, 2011, something like that. I have made everything in that cookbook twice. No way. I have got all of her books as well. I've got Home Cooking Made Easy. I've made everything in that. It just taught me the basics, like how to make a sauce, how to make home-cooked chips, which is all, you know, fairly basic stuff, but mm-hmm. you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And whenever I want to make, particularly baking, I don't necessarily make the recipes from Baking Made Easy anymore, but I go mm-hmm. to them for reference. Like I wanted to yeah. make a Genoese uh, the other week, which is what I posted on Monday. I went to that and kind of said, all right, okay, yeah, that's how you go about making a Genoese. Then I went away and made, you know, did it myself. Um, but yeah, if you're wanting to start out, you just want that reference point. It's, it's brilliant. So, yeah. Another one. I mean, I didn't forget about your previous recommendation, but I just forgot about <laughs> Lorraine Pascal. I mean, when you said the series in 2012, the whole thing came to my head because I remember watching it. Um, but yeah, no, she's totally underrated. I think... Some of my family members have her books. We don't, but... 
Yeah, I think everyone had that book actually around that time. <laughs> and there was a cake in it called I Can't Believe You Made That. I Can't Believe I Made That Cake, which was like a chocolate cake with buttercream and then yeah. buttercream frosting and there's Maltesers all over yes, it. Yes, I remember And I remember that. I posted on Facebook at the time going, you know, look what I made. And then I had several people quoting saying, is that the Lorraine Pascal one? That's kind of, it was a, <laughs> it was a real thing at the time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I just love her as well. She's, she's a stunning lady and I love the stuff she talks about now around mindfulness, mental health, uh, being really honest about her own experience. So just love her as a human being and, and also as a, as a chef. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That, that is actually good to lead on from. So what was the last cookbook or recipe you enjoyed using? Okay, so I've kind of answered this already. That was uh, Baking Made Easy, Lorraine Pascal, which was um, the Genoese that she has in the cookbook is a mojito Genoese. Um, So lime, coconut, um, et cetera, Um, rum glaze. I didn't make the mojito Genoese. I took the building blocks of a Genoese, Mm. added the chocolate, a previous one I made, added chocolate mint, the buttercream, the creme pat, um, the chantilly cream, et cetera. So... Um, yeah, that was that was the last recipe I made from a cookbook. Great. I mean, I completely get what you mean about using people as references. I'm like that with Nigella. Yeah, um, the recipe I always go to with Nigella is her Guinness cake. I really so. Oh my god, it's like a giant <laughs> brownie. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> I won't go into too much detail, but we can all use our imagination for this next bit. It was my best friend's Hendu um, three weeks ago, and I made a cake for Hendu. And sure, we can all imagine. We've actually it's on my page if you if anybody wants to see it. But I made a cake um, for her Hendu, which was shaped uh, like something very inappropriate and um, <laughs> two elements of that cake were two spherical giant um, Guinness cakes with um, cream cheese frosting and it was to die for it was amazing fantastic I did remember seeing that that was great <laughs> <laughs> blocked it from your memory since <laughs> no no I thought it was fab speaking of Nigella my go-to recipe from her is the brownie recipe uh, and okay. it is hands down and I know everyone says oh this this brownie recipe is amazing or this one's amazing I'm like no I've tried so many and um, the fail safe one is the Nigella one is that the um crispy bacon one or is this just the no, it's just a normal brownie, brownie one. Oh, okay I will have to send you the recipe because it's fantastic if you don't have the book already that is I don't think I do, but um, and do you know what? Actually, recently my mum bought um, a house to do up, and mm-hmm. there was an old lady that lived on her own um, in it, and she left behind about twenty-five cookbooks going back wow. as far as like nineteen sixty odd, um, wow. and it made me a bit like, oh, you know, thinking this old lady must have got so much joy from these cookbooks, um, and it made me think of an account actually, um, one of my favourite accounts on Instagram, Forgotten Delights. Um, incredible oh, if people haven't yeah. come across it it's about a lady who found um, a diary from the 60s and she lists all these weird and wonderful recipes and she recreates them and it made me think of that where I just thought I'd love to make some of these like there's a cookbook from the 60s or 70s about things to do with cheese um, there's one the, the microwave cookbook <laughs> 
and it's like Delia's first cook, cooking for one and all of this. So in the new year, as a bit of a project, I'm going to get them all out and find things from it. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, but I don't think I've got an nigella in there. So yeah, please do send me the recipe. I will do. Okay, so now for my controversial question. Which is your favourite ring on the hob? Well, it's not really a favourite because we moved into our house, uh, not this August, sorry, not this October, the October before, and only the rings on the left-hand side work. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's 100% bottom left because it's the largest one and it's closest to me. Um, it works. It, it worked. Otherwise, it probably would be bottom right, which is the biggest. Um, but, well, no, I say it doesn't work. It sometimes works, but then turns off without telling oh. me. So I'll be cooking something. And then I'm like, what's, what's, I'm like, Argh! so then I have to move it to the other. So, yeah, yeah. sometimes it likes me. It played up. Sorry, it, went, it played along with me when I did Christmas dinner, thankfully. So I had all four oh, working. Thank goodness. A, a Christmas miracle. But apart from that, <laughs> it generally doesn't work for me. It doesn't like me. <laughs> As a vendetta against you. Yeah, probably. Like my sourdough, this house hates me. But there you go. <laughs> so, how about the final meal questions? Okay, so I've given this some thought. And it's very me, this meal. When I just sat down and thought, you know, if I was on death row or, I don't know, <laughs> dying or something, you know, something very dramatic or what have you. And I was thinking, honestly, what would I want serving to me? And quite some very easy ideas and, you know, answers popped into my head. So the first one for the starter is deep fried camembert um, with, <laughs> yeah, with breadcrumbs and a proper homemade cranberry sauce. And the thing about the cranberry sauce as well is it should not be served to me sparingly. I want a bowl of the cranberry sauce where I'm not having to worry about how much I use for each bite. Okay. I want to be very liberal with the sauce um and on that starter as well i would probably have some kind of pale ale with that as well um i'm probably not the kind of person people immediately think of who likes pale ale. <laughs> uh, but i'm very into it at the moment i really enjoy it so yeah probably some kind of pale ale um with that as well as the starter but yeah i made um deep fried cramp camembert and brie for me and my other half last new year's eve as a starter uh, in breadcrumbs and it was nice to die for oh i could eat it every day uh, but i wouldn't i'd probably be dead so uh yeah it I was would. it was fine it was all good so yeah that would 100 percent be my starter the kind as well that's really crispy and it sits and it's completely holding its triangle shape integrity yeah. yeah as soon as your fork touches it and grazes it the melted cheese just starts to ooze out amazing so yeah, that would be the starter. Any other starters or just a massive plate of those? Probably just, and probably not a massive plate either. Probably like, I don't know, four or five, probably a whole wheel, let's say, okay. cut into triangles. Um, that would be the main starter, I think. And it's always a fried cheese option for me or something maybe yeah. with halloumi. But to be honest, it's probably cheese. a deep fried camembert. Yeah, deep fried camembert, I would say, at the start of 100%. Great choice. So what are you having for your main or mains of choice? So mains, and I think you will appreciate this because I had a quick scan at your grid and I saw you had um, a waffle at Heavenly Desserts um, a few days or weeks ago. (laughs) So 
Yeah, um, I would 100%, and I've just realised, I've probably said I would 100% about 10 times, so apologies to anybody listening. I probably need to come up with another thing to say. <laughs> but, no, um, I would... we, like, we like the commitment. <laughs> we like certainty. Um, yeah, I would go for a big stack of waffles. Yeah. Um, with proper fried chicken, but not KFC. KFC makes me ill. Um, <laughs> proper fried chicken in a restaurant made in hygienic environments Conditions. with chickens that have had nice lives. Yeah. Um, you know, in proper proper bread fried chicken. And, you know the herd. Absolutely, yeah. So the kind I make at home. Um, yeah. So yeah, stack of waffles, fried chicken. I'd want the maple syrup as well. Um, I know that's Ooh. quite a deep American South thing as well. Chicken waffles, maple syrup. Um, I'd want homemade s'more, the kind my mum makes at a barbecue. Yeah. So you know, white cabbage, red cabbage. Uh, I think there's some white onion in there. Uh, proper de-shelled peas. Um, so you still got that crunch um with lots of mayonnaise and a huge pile of uh, like cajun curly fries like Ooh. a big pile of them so don't let's not be sparing here i want mm. i want a you know a lot of fries um, and i would yeah completely and i would also want and i've mentioned this already some of those really big properly made onion rings so beer battered that are big and you've got all the gnarly edges on the batter as well um as a side and the other thing as well is i always judge a restaurant by the type of mayo i get served so <laughs> a major mayo connoisseur i know if it's hellman's or um you know if it's uh, you know basically if it's hellman's or Heinz. i know if it's a proper mayonnaise or if they've homemade it i'll mm-hmm. know Whereas if it's that horrible stuff you get in that kebab shop at three in the morning out of those horrible yeah. squirty bottles or the sachets, Not the it ruins one. the whole experience. Serve me proper mayonnaise. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's 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 the main. And I want to be at the point where I'm sweating onion grease <laughs> at the end of it because I've eaten so much. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is yeah. fantastic. I like that energy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm a big beige guy, you know. Beige is not the enemy, enemy guys. Beige is our no. friend. Indulge yeah. in it, eat it, enjoy it. You know, I'm all about the pastry. I'm all about bread. I'm all about butter. So, yeah, that that's the main... Uh, probably not going to feel great the morning after, but if it's my final meal, I'm not worrying about that right now. You know, that's no. the coroner's problem. You know, that... <laughs> 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 Any other names or just that one? I, I think I'm good with that. I I would probably polish that off. Um, frighteningly, um, my mother-in-law always talks about how how much food I I often get through. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think I'm done with that main. I think I'm done there. And what drink are you having with your main? So I've probably done this the wrong way round, but I'd probably love a really nice large glass of. New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc with that yes. and, and look that isn't a Sauvignon Blanc meal that is probably more of no a, a large lager meal <laughs> I would have Sauvignon with any meal yeah and look Oyster Bay New Zealand Marlborough region available yes. in most supermarkets I could drink that every night I love that so yeah a big yes. glass of Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc what a great wine it is a great wine. Great go-to. Yeah, completely. Absolutely. Very easy to drink. A fave in our house. I know that. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Definitely. Sponsor us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? 
Okay, and what are you having for your side or sides of choice? So the sides for the main were the onion rings um, in that meal, but probably also... No, the other thing as well for the side I would probably want is a very, very doughy, um, cheesy garlic bread. Yeah. That's been homemade. Um, because when I order pizza, I'm that strange person that says, any chance you can take it out of the oven just before it's done? Because I love a doughy base. I love no it. Way. Not to the point where I'm chewing dough, but no. the point where it's... It's really soft. I can't stand a crispy pizza. Um, so when I have, uh, yeah, maybe that is quite controversial. But for me, I love a thick doughy base. Love it. So yeah, my side here, cheesy garlic bread. Don't skimp on the cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it pulling as I, as yeah. I take a bite. So, uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. And what drink are you having with your sides? Okay. And what are you having for your pudding or puddings of choice? So pudding, I've gone back to childhood and thinking about when my mum said to me, you know, what dessert do you want? Mm. My go-to response was always ginger sponge pudding, which is, yeah, it is a classic, but um, when it's done properly, it is just... You just, it's not, you just get that real kick with the ginger. It's soft and doughy. And we've already spoken about my love affair for anything doughy. Um, but yeah, it's soft, doughy. I love it with custard. And um, I could just eat and eat and eat that stuff. Um, so yeah, that. And I think the other dessert I would probably want would be a very, very like warm uh, chocolate cookie with uh, vanilla ice cream so like a skillet cookie with vanilla ice cream with uh, with millie's cookies uh frosting which i've got so close to replicating but i love the frosting for millie's cookies yeah i think it's like a white chocolate ganache so i've very nearly created it but um yeah i I kind of love that stuff i've just squirted that (laughs) straight to my mouth (laughs) christmas plan (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) highly possible highly possible (laughs) and what drink are you having with your puddings i love a sweet wine so i'd probably say a bit controversial it's a bit 80s but maybe like a sweet risling maybe um or a dessert wine um not to be pretentious but i do often like a dessert wine um because i love sweet things so um yeah a nice a nice cold dessert wine a little glass uh, probably a white really sweet so yeah great choices okay so will you be partaking in a cheese board 100 yes and don't skimp on the stilton this is a stilton this is a stilton blue cheese household <laughs> there is always stilton in my fridge um because it has to either be melted on steak it has to be made into a sauce um or i'll just have it with a pie that i've recently made as a bit of a plowman's so yes stilton yes brie uh camembert i'm more of a fried camembert guy i don't particularly like it on its own always um so yes definitely cheese board 100 i feel like you've said a few of the things that are on the dream cheese board but what is on the dream cheese board so definitely so to accompany those cheeses i've just spoken about red seedless grapes i was yeah. mortally offended when i was served um grapes with seeds in a restaurant oh. <laughs> like, like finding and taking yeah, the, no. the seeds out which wasn't much Absolutely fun not. um 
some nice fresh celery, but also I love a nice homemade sweet pickle as well. Yeah. That is very, very, very important. Um, I haven't made one this year yet. I really ought to have done because I've got a plum tree that I should have probably um, no made a pickle with. However, I've never done anything like it. I picked the plums that grow outside my kitchen window and put them in a pot on Sunday. And then on Monday, it all gone wrong. <laughs> like, no. it's, it's like somebody had pressed fast forward on them and suddenly it was a week no. later. Um, so yeah, I was quite upset about that. Had I have known, I'd have picked them in, put them straight in the pan, but you know, lesson learned yeah, for next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be making my own chutney or pickle next year, um, which I'll be giving out as gifts. Fantastic. I agree. I had these grand plans this year of giving gift back baskets to my mum and a mother-in-law of homemade mm-hmm. baguettes, um, plum jam or plum uh, chutney. And then I was going to buy some cheese and I was going to make all these things. Unfortunately, Christmas is in what, a week and a half or something. And I've, <laughs> I've done I've done nothing. So it's, it's going to be something else. So maybe it's a plan for next year. And are you having fresh bread or crackers on the cheese board? both i like those um slightly sweetened oat cakes oh yeah um yeah i'm not really a dry snappy cracker guy i really don't Mm -hmm. get on with them it's like a a crispy pizza base don't really get on with it Uh, (laughs) but i love i love those like scottish slightly sweetened sometimes or just completely savory um oat cakes i love the consistency they're quite soft still get a snap and a crunch but it's still quite soft um, I just think they complement the cheese perfectly. So yeah, I'm an oat cake guy. And do you put butter in between the cheese and the oat cake? Yes, I yes. do. You're on the right but side. Set out to the glut of it all. <laughs> You're on the right side of it though, because when people don't do it, I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, if we're really going to be friends here, you need to tell me what goes on your scones first, jam or cream. I do both to be diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'll let you have that. I'm a, I'm a jam first guy. I treat the jam like a butter, so it's nice and smooth and on. Then a nice pile of cream. People put cream on first. I have to find I'm fighting with the jam to get it on the cream, and then my knife's got cream and jam on it. So no, no, I'm a, I'm a jam first guy. Well, thank you for telling me that. And what drink are you having to end the whole meal? I am going to have a well-made mojito. Um, yeah. because I once went to Cuba and I went to Havana and I went to Ernest Ooh. Hemingway's bar, which is where mojitos come from. And um, I got very drunk sat in this wonderful part of Old Town Havana, um, drinking mojitos because they were just so delicious. So it would be a proper Havana-style mojito with proper Bacardi rum. So, yes, that would be yeah. the drink that I'd polish you all off with. Fab. And is this drink normal-sized or is it...? Massive. Dangerous stuff because mojitos when they're done properly don't taste like they really have alcohol in them. So if it's a really big no. one, you know, um, it really will be my last meal. So uh, <laughs> probably a, a normal sized one. And should the mood take me, I'll order a second. So yeah. uh, great choices. Well, thank you so much for telling me your final meal. It was amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bit of an insight into my, how my brain works there. Yeah, loved it. Great. Okay, so biscuit of the week. So what biscuits have you been enjoying this week? So I've been enjoying two biscuits. One, um, which I believe McVitie's should make a standard sort of production, which is a sticky toffee pudding hobnob. Oh, yeah. Yep, they are 
a revelation. They are amazing. I'm a dunker as well. I have a cup oh, of coffee. Too. Yeah, after lunch every day to pick me up. Um, and I have biscuits in my top drawer. I have them there so my other half can't get to them before me. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've been enjoying sticky toffee hobnobs in my coffee in the afternoon and they are absolutely delicious. Um and the second biscuit, which I'm annoyed I've just discovered these. I've always been an Oreo guy. Love, love, love Oreos. Or baking with them, crumbling them mm-hmm. up, putting them in babka and what have you. Golden Oreos are yeah. amazing. They're like next level custard creams. They are amazing. <laughs> so yeah, um, golden Oreos are the other thing I've discovered recently. I can't wait to make some blondies with them or something in the new year so um yeah yeah golden oreos are my second and i would highly recommend them um have you seen the nadia hussein strawberry short shortbread or shortcake cupcakes i have not because they are you put the the golden oreos in the bottom of the cupcake case and then you pipe the batter around a strawberry that's on top and it's amazing to have a biscuit in a cake. That sounds amazing. I mean, I love Nadia Hussein. I love some of the stuff she comes up with. I need to get her in a cookbook, actually. She was talking about it on Graham Norton, and oh, a yeah. really big anti-waste advocate. And I she was talking to. about, um, like, banana peel brownies, I think. Oh, yeah, I So that. even using banana peels, I was like, God, I would never think that, but I'd love love to do that i love making um of course we all made a banana bread during lockdown uh, but i love yes, um i love making a banana bread and that was uh, in noreen pascal's um home baking oh, yeah. easy so i've made banana bread loads of times um so i've always used my black bananas always get turned into cookies or banana loaf but yeah, i never same. think to use the peel so i must look right. into that oh backtracking um what do you rate each of the biscuits out of 10 so the sticky toffee hobnobs, I would probably give them oh, an, an eight, maybe. They're they're really nice. Very, very on the sweet side, though. So there's only so many you can eat. That's just me. Golden Oreos are up there. I would probably give them a 9.5, wow. maybe. Um, I can polish off a packet of those without realising uh, <laughs> frighteningly quickly. So, yeah, um, I'm annoyed it's taken me so long to discover them, actually. So, yeah, they're pretty pretty up there. To be fair, I didn't know they existed until that Nadia recipe where I actually needed them. Um, You'll never have a custard cream again, so you should try them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any local businesses you would like to give a shout out to? Yeah, there's two. So one is uh, my friend's clothing business. Um, It's called Kenna's, which is uh, 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 K-E-N-N-A-S. And I follow her. um, So you can find her in my follow list. She follows me. And it's really cool clothes. It's very her, very sharp, uh, harsh wit. Um, So one of the T-shirts and bags says, don't be a (laughs) (laughs) D-head. And it's just really cool. It's very her. And uh, so, yeah, check check that out. And then um, the other one local business is the local pub in my village, which is the Woodlark Inn at Lamley. Uh, and I live in a village called Lamley, hence the Lamley Chef. Uh, I often have yeah. to explain that to people. Um, but, yeah, the pub in my village, the Woodlark Inn, 
it's a gorgeous little local pub it's a proper pub as well when you're in there it's you know very cozy proper craft ales as well uh, but the food is exquisite you know the food they serve up not that expensive either uh, do a lot of asian fusion food i had the most fabulous steak um the other week um i had got i had some um goat's cheese so uh, goat's cheese stuffed figs um wow. the other week in there which were next level incredible and sticky toffee pudding so uh, yeah that they're my two local shout outs fantastic thank you for those um i am always adding things to my list one day i will publish this massive list of places to go because every time i do a podcast episode there's a new place to try it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah yeah give it a go and my little village you know it's north nottinghamshire and it's really really pretty very very pretty so yeah well thank you for those and so where can people find you so uh the main place i often uh, spend most of my time to hang out is instagram so yeah. i am uh the lamley chef which is uh l-a-m-b-l-e-y then chef um, and then I also occasionally hang out on TikTok by the same handle, although you will generally find me on Instagram, which is where I post yeah. most of my stuff. So, yeah. And as I said before, the link will be in the show notes. So please have a look. And I am yet to try any of your recipes, uh, sadly, but I will be doing very soon. Um And everything is just amazing. I get so much inspiration just having a scroll. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. But no, thank you. And um, I love this podcast as well. You know, it's we, I think you will appreciate as well, you know, growth and reach on Instagram particularly is really difficult. And I think stuff like this yeah. is just a massive help, networking, connecting with the foodies. So no, thank you so much for having me. I think it's a great thing you're doing. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. It's been so lovely chatting to you about all your food favourites. I think we have a similar taste in cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. So bye. Great. Thanks so much. Bye. How fabulous was that chat with Luke? I absolutely loved it. As you could probably tell, we had a lot of laughs and talked about all his food favourites and all of the foodie goodness. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. If you haven't already checked Luke's Instagram page out, he is the Lamley Chef on Instagram and his blog will be linked in the description so have a look now if you would like to I totally recommend all the recipes look amazing it's on my list to try them this year 100% absolutely and yes a fabulous guest and I really hope you enjoyed the episode Firstly, thank you so so much for listening to this episode I am so glad we are back continuing season three and I hope you are having a lovely day um, as you are listening to this and after obviously if you would like to hear and see more about the podcast um, why not follow Butcher Baker Podcast Maker on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok Um, I am always on Instagram so if you would like to see a bit more behind the scenes of what upcoming food bloggers could be on the podcast, what I'm eating that day, any recipe or restaurant recommendations, it's all on there. Um, I'm not going to plug my blog because everyone knows I have a food blog and so there you go. But if you want to know more about the podcast, 
um, please check out the social links that are in the description. Thirdly, if you would like to hear more of the podcast, why not subscribe on your favourite podcast listening platform because then you get to hear new episodes every week. And there are a whole host of episodes in the back catalogue there's three seasons, almost three seasons worth, and that's not including the random episodes I occasionally record and the Christmas episodes. So yes, I I know I'm biased because I love doing this, but I do think that if you're if you have enjoyed this episode, why not listen to a few of the previous if you haven't already? Fourthly, if you would like to leave a review, that would be so lovely of you but if you don't have the time I totally understand but if you would like to leave a review that would be so fab because it helps other people find out about the podcast and yes I think that's quite lovely really anyway that's enough from me happy February everyone I will speak to you very soon and I hope you have a fabulous time whenever you're listening to this and I will speak to you soon so bye Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat.